Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Another night, another loss, another blown lead, more power play struggles. Same story, same result for the Edmonton Oilers. 5-3 they fall at the hands of the Florida Panthers. Jason Strudwick is standing by to break it all down. Welcome to Got Your Back, live post-game edition. Brought to you by our great friends over at Sherwood Buick GMC. Big event happening over there later on this week. The 24th and the 25th, the biggest Black Friday sale that they have had yet. Over $7,000 in discounts, finance, cash, and trade-up bonus. Make sure you mention Got Your Back sent you. Not only will you receive the specialized pricing as a bonus, you'll also get three free ultimate detail packages on a new or used vehicle. Go see Phil and the great crew over at Sherwood Buick GMC. Check it out online, www.gmcpod.com. Coming to you from the beautiful Long Shot Studios here in Sherwood Park. All game days are all-day happy hour specials. $5 Long Shots Lager. As we check in with the man, Jason Strudwick. Strudy, I'm here in the Long Shot Studio, and we got some new technology. I got a different camera happening. I've got a little bit different. I've got different options with the camera. I can throw some filters on. We can try some different folk things. I, I love new technology day, buddy. Yeah, you're really in the zone. Are you trying to take yourself from a six to a six point five? Or yeah, I can. What's the goal I, here? See, I can. Uh, what can I do here? So this, I have no idea if this is going to work or not. By the way, uh, uh, Steve, uh, working the controls in behind the scenes in Kelowna, Steve. Uh, I what can I do here? Uh, I'm pushing buttons. I don't know what they do. Um, what did this do? Oh, yes. What happened? Oh, really good. <laughs> I like that. You look better. That's for you sure. Like I that really like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm currently dressed up as the Oilers power play. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Straighten uh, your teeth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? Your fans are going to need a laugh, man. Like, we did a Sunday night pod last night. We were howling through most of it. And, you know, it's tough. Like, to be a fan, that's the thing. I Like, I, I do the journalist thing. I'm not a fan. I don't sort of live and die with the wins and losses. But Oilers fans have to be stinging right now. They're on the stream. They're waiting patiently, you know, chit-chatting with one another. It hurts. You can tell. Feel for fans, Struddy. What a ride. It's like when you're younger and you uh, you're waiting for like say like a new the new PS five or whatever it is called PS two whatever it is and it's you open up the Christmas morning and instead and you have a new lunch kit <laughs> yeah. it's a lunch kit and you're like what yeah. what is this like I I I do feel it like I feel I don't know if I feel it as a fan but I think yeah. I feel as a player like the the you can just tell they're just like what the hell is happening right now like they they. It, it, they're so close to the point of, you know, either kind of getting on track or this season being off the rails, like within 25 games. Like it, it is truly incredible. And I, I can't imagine the feeling Oilers fans have because come out to nothing leader. Like, Hey, feeling pretty good. 
bang, another loss, you know, two and a half hours or two hours later. And probably most of them legitimately feeling like, you know, a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah. You know, truly. And I don't know. I mean, I, I picked them. I've never, in all the years right. I've covered the orders, I've never picked them. Um, I did this year. I don't know, man. Were we all just stupid? Were we all just like totally yeah. not able to see what was real? I was, I was like, I'm trying to think back. Who was the voice of reason that before this mess started was like, hang on, that depth scoring is not anywhere where it needs to be. There's no guarantee McDavid and Drysdale are going to go lights out like they always do. Those goaltenders you can't trust. Uh, you know, health on the like, where was the voice of reason? I don't recall. No. I mean, to be fair, I did pick Vegas to be first in this division, but I still thought it would come down to them to get out of the Western Conference. Right. And it hasn't been even close to that. But, you know, who would have expected that you have two of the, the elite players in the last number of years having, you know, struggling, the power play struggling, um, you know, just the D, the D zone, just not getting better, but getting worse. You know, that that is what is truly incredible with so much focus on it. So I it's getting worse. I agree, buddy. It's a it's great so point. It's so hard to understand. It's just I I do I feel the pain. I feel the pain as a player because you think, you know, let's not let's just park the 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 uh Stanley Cup to the side, just the playoffs, like making the playoffs now. This team is is really gotta get on um the right side of the puck more often. And it just my God, it's just got to be so disheartening in that dress room. Yeah. So here's just setting up the podcast quick. Segment one here, the breakdown. We're going to break down the game in its entirety, everything that happened, uh, what was awful, uh, why it went the way it went. There were some very interesting post-game comments tonight. Connor McDavid, uh, Matthias Zakholm, even Chris Knobloch had a couple of interesting things to say. We're going to bump all that sound into our takeaway segment because I really want to focus and listen to what they were saying after this game. There were some things that were said that I feel are indicative of where their heads are at right now. That'll be takeaways. Uh, we'll have sprinkling the infield or blowing through the rest. Uh, we haven't decided yet what uh, that other segment's going to be called, Strutty's World. And then, of course, taking all of your thoughts on the stream in our Ask Us Anything segment. Uh, Steve is gathering the best of the best, so make sure you send us some stuff. Time now for the breakdown, though, brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel. Edmonton's heavy-duty diesel truck repair shop, a unique spot for a couple of reasons. They can do custom jobs, right? Custom exhausts, engines, body work. If you can think of it, they can get it done. They're also the Ghostbusters, right? If the other guys can't find the problem, and if you're struggling to locate the issue, Marty and his staff, they're like a dog on a bone. They will not quit until they fix it. They love the challenge. High standards and great service. Visit AdrenalineDiesel.ca. Now, they're good starts, brought the right stuff to the rink, came out and played well early, good energy, good juju, everything was going well, strutty. And uh, again, it's like the exact same question I asked you last time. It's 2 nothing, and then what the heck happens? And I imagine the answer has to do with a penalty by Evander Kane. Right. And, you know, we talked about the game management. You know, I broke it down in Strutty's world last time about understanding the situation and you know, that, that penalty against Kachuk, you can't take it. I'm sorry, that, that is a penalty you just can't take. He wants to draw you in. He wants to get you going. Um, but it just, to me, it was overzealous. And know where your team is at. Your team isn't. The penalty kill right now is, it's at the same level as the power play as far as futility. You know, I, I really feel that way. They're it's both fragile, they're both, man. Fragile and just like over 
over attacking in areas like uh, what I would say to the owners on the penalty kills, let everyone do their job. Just let them do their job. Don't do someone else's job. Do your own job. Um, so anyway, so I, I just, that's game poor game management by Evander Kane, a guy who usually gets more often on the right side than not than those ones, that one, you can't, you cannot take that penalty, uh, Shogger. And a bit of a theme for Kane tonight. Like he took two, didn't he? Took two minor penalties. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, like, but the thing is, is he was engaged and he was throwing right. hits and he was menacing. It was like the two sides of Evander Kane. He was exactly what this team needed tonight in so many ways with his play, but ill-advised penalties that hurt them. And then later on in the game, in a pivotal moment, gets taken out of the game with a 10-minute misconduct. Makes himself completely unusable through the most crucial minutes of the game. Like, you know, you, there aren't enough players that do this on this team. So you don't want to you – know, you, even if you're a coach, you probably don't want to pile on them too much. But you got to figure out a way to engage but not go over the line and, and have it go negative the other way. But you're going to have to realize, though, as as a team, there there are nights where he's going to go step over the line, and, and and you have to maybe not accept it, but you have to understand it, right? So I think that the challenge for for Vander is understanding where they're at right now. Like they're just the team needs you. Like you're one of the guys that is scoring. You're one of the guys that brings energy, you know, to to the game. So they they can't afford you to be in the in the, either the penalty box um, or taking yourself out of the game like you did. So it's He's not going to change, and you don't want him to change because that's what makes him different than other players. But that game management, poor, poor timing by uh, 91 tonight. Let's walk through the goals here. Two one, The 2-1 Verhage goal on the bad penalty. Rolling puck. And I'd like to talk to a goaltender. Like, what's the difference when it's coming off a guy's stick flat or rolling? as You know, does it affect your ability to pick it up? You could say, great shot. Maybe should have had it. But rolling puck to me, Struds, makes it feel like it's tougher. It's, it's so hard because you don't know where it's coming off. The shooter, as a shooter, you don't know where it's coming off, right? So how's the goalie supposed to know? But on that play, and I thought Jamal Meyer, uh, Mares, and I like him too as, as an analyst, he did a great job. Why is McLeod coming all the way over to that side, right? That is not a 100% puck. Yeah. If, if you lose that puck battle, you know where it's coming. He even comes halfway. It's coming right back to your guy in the slot which ended up being Verhage, who scores a goal. So I didn't like that, that overcommitment by him. If you're going there, you're not going there to visit. You're going to get the puck out. Just a comedy of errors on the second one. Uh, 14, uh, Ekholm hits Hyman with the clearing attempt. If you back that sequence up far enough, you'll see Evan Bouchard make just a horrendous play behind his own net. Like, yeah. gobsmackingly bad. And they never did clear the zone. The bad bounce there, Ekholm off of Hyman, it ends up in the back of the net. One that the goaltender probably wants back, but a comedy of errors there. Yeah, for sure he wants that goal back. And I th on a night when I thought Picard was actually pretty good. But and I understand what you're saying about Bouchard, but for Ekholm, his head is up. He has to get that puck out. There, there is, there yep. is, that's a veteran D man. That is why you're on that team. You're on this team to make sure that plays. So yeah, we can talk about you know the Bouchard's play behind that. We can talk about the, the netminder, but that is what a veteran defenseman is paid to do. His head was up and he hit his own player in the back. There, You go up the wall or you zing it higher. There is zero room for that not getting out. The reliability in his game right now compared to last year, I'd put it at 60%. I think it's that bad with Matias Ekholm right now just in terms of being a guy that you can rely on. I think he's making way more mistakes than he did last season and in the playoffs. I think he's been fighting through injury, right? We know that he wasn't healthy. 
but the reliability in his game, and I think it's because some of the speed has come out of his game, and he doesn't have as much time. And I just I feel like a lot, of, and, and it's not just him, man. This this runs throughout the D. Let's go to the four, uh, the three three goal. Broberg trips over the drop stick. That's just tough luck. Um, I don't know if we're gonna pin a, a ton of blame there. What did you see? Uh, it's bad luck. I mean, yeah. that's the one that. Uh... No, that isn't the one the nurse goes down, or it is the one the nurse goes down. I can't remember. Mm, what was it? Broberg tripped over the drop stick. Oh yeah, went off the sliding D man stick. Yeah. Was that nurse yeah. that it was sliding there? I, it was a nurse or Kulak. I thought I thought it was yeah. nurse. But I don't say nurse. I might be wrong, but I don't like him going down there. I just wouldn't go down in that situation. Yeah. Um, obviously, the owners coach it that way. But yeah, it's honestly that's bad luck. It's Miko Makala coming in on a it was two on two. You're, you don't even worry about it. He blows a wheel because he steps on the stick. Broberg, that is, mounts a two on one and he gets lucky. So whatever. Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle get put on the ice to kill off the final seconds of uh, penalty kill, and then that leads them into a five on five shift. I didn't like it at all. McDavid got caught on the wrong side of a battle and gave the puck up. He ends up going back up ice. Leon Drysaddle, big circles and meandering in his own end. I hated the look from those two on that next shift. Ends up in the four three goal. Uh, a meandering shift from 97 and 29 for some of that that I saw. What did you see on the 4-3 goal? Well, a lot of people are criticizing Bouchard for the pinch. I, I actually did a good job. He, he had he, lots of help. When you pinch, you either stop the puck or the man, and he stops the man. Yeah, that's so not him. It, it, it was still a two-on-two two kind of. Uh, so you got Connor Brown and Kulak, I believe, back there. And they they try to communicate, but there's there's a misunderstanding about who's taking who. You cannot both go to the same guy. At first, they go to the same guy um, to the left. It was of weird because he even pointed. He like pointed, and then I they know. both went to him. Like, what? It's it's like then they him. both go to the other guy, yeah. and then this then the soup's on. Then all of a sudden, all hell's breaking loose. You're running around. You know when you come back into your own end, you stop and assert your position. If you go back and watch that play, there's guys coming and they skate and they kind of just swing through. That's where Bouchard was brutal. Yeah, that exact thing you just talked about. Did the same. Leon did the same. He swings 100%. higher. So it's everybody. It's everybody. It's not just on. He's not just wearing that uh, Bouchard. But do not blame Bouchard for the pinch world. He, you stopped the man. You stopped the puck. He did it. Um, but then I, I, there's way more guys like Connor and Kulak. They veteran guys. They know better. They know better. Leon knows better. Comes back. Even Bouchard stopping, not swinging, just straight lines as defending. Yeah. And listen, I, I, I hear you. There were other guys. I, I won't criticize them for the pinch. But what I will say is if you watch players who have the ability to affect that puck on the scoring play, if Evan Bouchard comes back, makes a hard play on the puck and puts on the brakes instead of swinging, none of that happens. So I'm going to pin it a little more on him than I think you are. And man, we've been pinning a pile on him lately. Just a pile. But Connor uh, Brown and Kulak should figure that out. Right, it it all starts because those two can't sort it out. It, it is no. it's just that is where the that is where you assign it. Say this is because then after that everyone's just scrambling to catch up. So could Booster have played it better? Yes, but there he's way down the list of guys I'm looking at in that play. Our gem of the night after the last game was Zach Hyman saying we need to do a better job of bailing one another out when mistakes are made. Tonight I think was another great example of of that not happening. Struds where guys yeah. were making mistakes and 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 other guys were not there to pick up the pieces and to back them up just in weird yeah. positions wandering around looking at each other in the defensive end it's it's a bit of a disorganized mess back there and and a bit of sound will play in the next segment a little bit of talk about the system from Matthias Ekholm but i would say that the d 
And in terms of making sound plays and being organized, I think they're really struggling with that. And I don't think the forwards are doing good enough in terms of helping them out and supporting them by being in the right spot. It's messy, man, in their own end. It's messy. Yeah, Jammer was talking on the broadcast. And again, I thought he did a really good job. Um, you talk about coming five on the die. So when you back check into your own end, five on the die. So that if you can picture what that looks like on a, on a dice, you you protect your front of the net and you stop in those areas because the puck's got to come there. For the other team to score, it's got to come there. And when you vacate that spot or swing around and do J turns, that opens up that area, right? So it's it, it, it's so basic. And uh, he was talking about how you talk about that in a minor hockey. You do five on the die, five on the die, five on that. Just so they have a visual, right? And you know, you, just that specifically that that play, there was no five on the die. You know, there was there was people all over the place, and um, you know, for Chris Nobach, he's got to sort that out and help the players sort it out quicker. Special teams, let's hit on it again. We're hitting on it constantly here. Were they 0 for 3 on the power yeah. play? Is that where they landed? That's 0 for 3. So I believe they're 0 for 11 in their last three games played. 0 for 11. This team, with this kind of weaponry, these guys, and all the opportunity that they've been getting, again, come up with absolutely nothing. And Strud's, I'm willing to say at this point, like, what did I take in my notes? So the most important power play of the game, that last one that they had. Yeah. Let me see here. Where is it? I'm going to go back and find it here. So this was their last power play. Lost a draw, puck cleared. 97 mishandles on the entry, clear. 97 with a bad pass, clear. Bit of a sort of not really chance. Not really anybody there to pick up a rebound, clear. That's it, top unit off the ice. That's all they were able to muster. It was brutal. Yeah, it was it was tough, and it's 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 they're doubting themselves. You know, it's it's so much. They're doubting themselves. They're doubting their ability to create right and and to to be dangerous. And I think either they're forcing it. They're forcing plays that that aren't there, or at least that I don't see. Um, you know, cross ice passes when the lane there's a stick there. I can get it through. Well, you you're you're not feeling it right now. It's not getting through there. So, um, you know, to think that. You know, the last two games, they're 0 for 5 and 0 for 3, I believe. If they score one in each game, they probably win those games, right? We're, we're yeah. probably talking about four points. Yeah. Um, instead, here we are, or, or at least we're talking about probably a point in each game. Instead, here we're talking about uh, 0 for 8 on the power play. And then you've got what? Um, you know, the penalty kill is, is bleeding as well. So, you know, going back to last year, if they scored every three, you know, one out of every three, that's even two goals. Right to two goals, and 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 you're 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 probably winning those games. So, man, it's just it's everything is just not firing for this team. Now there's not a single thing that is working for this group right now, and their heads have to be spinning. Uh, heading over to the Weiss Johnson Twitter mentions Brian Young says get Kane on PP one unit uh, right now. Do you think a change in personnel is maybe worthwhile? They're swapping out Hyman. I do, a hundred percent do, and. Um, Fresh energy, um, just a different look, a different approach. Like what they're doing isn't working. And I get, I get you want to, uh, it was so good last year and it was great. And it was good last year and it's been good for a long time, but it's not working right now. And you can't wait any longer for it to find its mojo. You know, you it needs to find its mojo tonight. They needed one tonight at the end of that game. So yeah, I would I would swap them out in a, in in a, in a Brooklyn minute, as they say in Boston. Would you make a ninety seven and twenty nine being reunited tonight? 
uh, he was going to ride those guys all night long, right? What did they end up? Was what wasn't Connor like 24 minutes for 24. McDavid, 25 yeah. 17 for Leon yeah. Dreisidel. Wow, he is as soon as he went 11 to 7, I'm like, he's going to ride these guys all night long. And I, yeah. you know what, I've been advocating against that, but right now I'm for it because they need to get those guys going. And and we saw spurts of it from 97 tonight, 29. You know, there's some moments too, but not like what we're used to seeing consistently. Um, I, I, uh, man, I, I, you know, they're gonna, he's just gonna ride him because he's got to get going. But I, I don't think that the Hyman Kane pairing is working. I, I think you got to split those two guys up. Um, so you know, to do that though, you got to split up Connor and Leon. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he's gonna do next game, but I, I can tell you this is that it's, it's, it's so hard because you're trying to find someone who's going. You know, there are not a lot of forwards that are really going at their top level right now. Going to dig inside the numbers here, courtesy our friends at Sport Logic. Steve got a board together, a few of the key stats that uh, we felt were, you know, representative of some storylines tonight. 18-9, the slot shots on net, Florida, kind of dominating the inner area of the ice there. Turnover scoring chances. The Oilers give up 11 scoring chances off of turnovers. Odd man rushes, nine is too many in a game. Nine to four was the final score there. And then final score, five, three. Steve threw that one in there. You know the one I would throw in there and said, Steve, and this isn't exactly in-depth sport logic numbers. Uh, we're just going to keep a hit count on Ryan McLeod here. Uh, Ryan McLeod's night, 15-29. Had an assist where he actually went to a tough area of the ice, made a tough play, took a hit, good on him, proceeded the rest of the night to not throw a single hit, and took one shot on net for the third-line center of the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club tonight in a night where they needed all hands on deck. Um, yeah, that narrative, just it's just been consistent all year long. No question about it. Uh, overall, what do, you, what do you think of Pickard? What are we saying? I mean, I, th- I thought he made some big saves. but Huge saves. Huge save. I thought, you know what, he hasn't played in a while uh, in the NHL or a game, just a hockey game. Um, I thought he looked pretty good. I, 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 I liked his rebound control for long stretches, swallowing it up, you know, kind of hugging it all in tight. Um, I thought he looked good. Um, you know, the, the Mikola goal off of the uh, turnover, I definitely like to see that one stopped. Um, but other than that, honestly, I didn't think he, I, I wouldn't pin him, pin this loss on him at all, Shogger. What about you? you? Yeah, no, I would agree. I mean, the one that he would want back, but considering the amount of hockey that he's played lately, giving up one that you maybe want back, I'd say isn't the end of the world. I thought he made some big saves, I thought he bailed his guys out a couple of times. Um, man, I thought Darnell Nurse was messy. I thought there were, I mean, a couple plays in particular. Like, Matthew Kachuk just fed him his lunch on that one play coming off the wall. Like, how you get beat one-on-one when you're the size that Nurse is with the mobility that he has, that just tells you that the player is not playing with confidence. Had, like, three guys there to help him and still could not make a simple play. Kachuk made a nice move, but Strud's Darnell Nurse has the ability to negate that 10 times out of 10, and he gets absolutely walked. And then later on in the game, forward scrambling in behind him and his partner. Nurse knows he's there, right? Still pass gets right through him for a a partial breakaway in the other. He had some tough looks tonight for sure. Yeah, I'll go back to this. And I I say this all the time about Darnell. When he's trying to do too much is when he gets in trouble um, because he finds himself in between. He's such a good skater. He's so mobile that he gets way up in the play when maybe there's nothing there. And then he's got to get way back and he has to rush so hard back. So... Um, you know, I think for a lot of times, less is more from Darnell. And that doesn't mean less skill or less playmaking. It just means 
take a shift where just nothing maybe happens, right? Just, and I think it was that Kuma actually talked about it. You know, some, some shifts are for five minutes, just control the game. You don't have to score, just control the game for those five minutes. And I think Darnell would fall underneath that heading of trying to do too much when there's nothing there to be done. I don't mean to be too hard on the blue liner struts, but there's a lot of struggling players back there right now, man. Like there really are. And, and their struggles get highlighted because quite often it's scoring chances that come as a result of their mistakes, whereas forwards, maybe not so much, but this blue line is a shadow of what I thought they had the potential to be this year. Yeah. And I, I think it's unfair to pin it all on the D are there individual mistakes? hundred percent. We've highlighted many, but I do think that it's, it's, you know, playing defense and defending is five man units. It's not just, yeah. you know, what two guys on the back end. And obviously I'm a little bit, but, but let's not talk about, I'm not talking about overall blame for what's gone wrong and saying right. that they deserve a disproportionate amount. I just want to focus on that blue line on right. that collection of players. And I just don't think they're nearly as good as, as even you certainly as I would have thought they would have been this year. They're not playing well individually yeah. as defensemen. I, I think the word I'd, I'd use to describe them is they haven't been steady. Right, just steady, consistent play, mm-hmm. um, and it is hard when you're, you know, you're bleeding chances and all that, and 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 then at times the inconsistent goaltending. But I do feel that they just haven't been steady. I expected this to be a much steadier group. For the most part, they're not rookie defensemen. You know, you look through it. There's not a ton of rookies in there. I mean, Vinny's young or inexperienced. Broberg's young, but the other guys are all kind of the meat in their careers. Well, maybe Bouchard's a little young, but still, he's he's been around. He's north of 200 games, so he's getting up there. But I just expected it to be steadier and something you could count on. And you haven't been able to count on them yet. And, you know, there's D-men take a great deal of pride in not getting scored on every night. And I know that people in the analyst community don't believe in plus minus. Well, I'll tell you right now, as a defenseman, you do not like getting scored on. I don't care if your analyst suggests you're perfect. When you come in and you've let in one or two goals, it is, even if you didn't do anything for it, it, it really bothers you. Uh, or at least any defenseman who's worth his weight, I believe it bothers you. So I think this group will be bothered by a lot of what's happening on around them. All right, that was the breakdown brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel. By the way, Struddy's appearance on the pod tonight brought to you by Kin Prince, helping you find creative ways to promote your brand. High-quality apparel, top-of-the-line brands. Make sure you check out kinprint.ca. If you're a new company in development and in design, they can also help you with some logo design stuff. Great crew, family crew over at Kin Print. All right, when we come back, we're going to dig into what was said after the game. Connor McDavid, Matthias Ekholm both had uh, a few interesting comments. I want to dig into them as well as head coach Chris Knobloch. Very short break and then takeaways coming up. Hey everyone, it's Kelly here from United Sport and Cycle. Christmas is just around the corner and we've got everything you need for the athlete and sports fan on your list. With over 30 different sports under one roof, including hockey, bikes, ball, and our amazing fan shop, United is your one-stop shop for everything sport. Don't know what to buy? A United gift card is always a fan favorite. United Sport and Cycle, your Santa's workshop for over 95 years. If you're looking for a night out on the town and want to make sure you and your fellow fun lovers arrive safe and in style, call Ahmed Enterprises. With their stretch limos and party buses, they can accommodate groups up to 22. Servicing Edmonton and area, Ahmed Enterprises provides luxurious, reliable, professional transportation. 
Whether it be weddings, parties, casino nights, game night at the arena, or any occasion, give them a call at 780-231-6018 or check them out online at ahmedenterprise.com. Mention Got Your Back sent you to get 10% off your luxury ride. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a z.ca. All right, time now for takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsports. Ride in style this winter in new snow sledding gear from Martin Motorsports. They carry amazing brands like Clem 509 to be, and of course you do. Their new 2024 lineup of winter gear is available now. Use the code GOTYOURBACK at checkout for $20 off your next order from Martin Motorsports online store. All right, we're going to get to the Weiss Johnson soundbox here. A lot was said after the game. Let's start with Connor McDavid. He was asked a question by Mark Spector about, you know, are you better off trying to win that thing 4-2 or 7-5 or something along those lines? It's a question that Speck has been asking a lot lately, and for good reason. Uh, listen to McDavid's reaction here. Are you better off to try to win this thing 4-1 or try to win it 7-5? You love this question, but... Um... I've answered it so many times. We're trying to keep the puck out of our net, obviously. Um, that's our main focus, and obviously we haven't done that, again, for a number of different reasons. Um, so um, we're always trying to uh, defend. Um, Here's McDavid on saying, you know, he feels that his team is is in the battle, that it's not about losing too many battles. It's not about giving up. Lots of fight. You know, I don't think the resiliency is gone. I think uh, you're seeing lots of fight. Um I thought tonight was an emotional game. Um, you know, could have gone either way again. Um, you know, obviously we find ourselves on the wrong side, and like, like everyone keeps saying, we're in the business of winning, and we got to find a way to win. Strudz, what do you make of the captain's comments? Well, he's right. I thought it was an emotional game, and you know, I like that. Like, I like that they're showing up, they're sticking together, they're battling. Like, no one seems to be bailing out on on, on what's going on. Um, and I and I I think these two last games, they are both. Um, coin tosses, right? I think it could have gone either way. But uh, right now, it's not going for them, right? Like, they're not getting those... They're not winning that coin toss. And they need those two points to kind of keep pushing. And luckily, it feels like the Pacific Division is kind of three teams and the rest of the other five. But, Shagar, I just... There, there's got to be another... Um, if just even a couple things we talk about click in, you know, the power play or the penalty kill or little bit better defending like taking one goal against the per game they're going to start winning them but but it seems like nothing is kind of finding its groove as they go through this this stretch of games early in the season evan bouchard asked about the power play um well i mean i think uh power play's got to uh find a way to put the puck in the net um not only just generate momentum sure. but uh in a game like that we're trying to get back into it have a couple power plays you really got to uh down and put the puck in the net. They've talked about wanting to be a more timely power play, and they're really struggling with that here, uh, especially over the last three games. Okay, interesting comments here from uh, head coach Chris Knobloch. 
He was asked about the Evander Kane penalty. But Struds, take a listen to what he says about what he what he he feels his team was probably thinking as we go to the Weiss Johnson soundbox. Uh, absolutely, two nothing, and you know they score, and I'm sure the guys are thinking, "Oh, here we are, here we go again." But um, you know, we should have been happy with the lead, a two one in that moment, and um, yeah, we just have to whatever happens, put it behind us, and uh, just worry about uh, our next shift. I'm sure the guys are thinking, here we go again. He hasn't been around a long time, but if he's already sensing that from his team, um, you know, we've been sensing that all year from this group, and there's the head coach articulating it. Well, there's a dark cloud, right? It's just that when when things can go sideways, they can go sideways. But I'll go back to the comments that Matthias Ekholm made about, you know, just just taking five minutes and just playing the game, trying not to score. Like, just, just say, let's just – not have it like a low event five minutes so everything can settle down right and yeah. that's just calm things down and and at home i think one day is going to be either a gm or a coach of a swedish team or an nhl team because what he says makes so much sense and it's so simple it's like it's the most basic thing but you know what guys we just got to play five minutes of a low event hockey so they don't keep getting momentum it'll slow them down then we can get back on our, our plane i've got that clip here from matthias echo <laughs> By the way, in this clip, he does allude to the system that the coach is implementing and if that's having an impact. Yeah, I mean, obviously we have a new coach as well, right? And he wants to implement what, what he believes in and, and we're trying to adjust and not to, to put that as an excuse, but I think it's a work in progress and it's something that when it is a work in progress, maybe especially when you're saying we, we've had some good starts, we've gotten up. Maybe it's time for them to go through five guys. Maybe we can area, air on the uh, on the air of caution, right, and, and and not try to score that third one just right there, and just let it go five, let it go ten minutes without them getting anything. Have to go through five guys of us. Obviously, they can score anyways, but right now, I feel like we maybe give their give goals up a little bit too easy, and they don't really have to fight and crawl back in a game. It's kind of just come right back to two, two, right? So that's on us. That's something we need to be better at. And then this is not a stern group. They're not a stern group when they have the upper hand. I mean, they're giving up leads left, right, and center here. Well, they're getting good starts. You know, I, I bet you older fans will love to go back when Miko Kostin is letting in the first shot and then the Oilers are coming back, steaming back and, and, and winning games. But, you know, the coach and uh, you I can often hear what is being said in the dressing room when the coach says something and obviously one of your leaders says something. And he, they're both 100% right. Like, it, just because they, that one goal goes in doesn't mean the game's over. Just low event hockey for five, 10 minutes, get through whatever. The next TV timeout, then, you know, you have that segment, then it's okay. Then the TV timeout, then you come back and you can get your game again. But it's just, yeah, I say it again. They're talking about game management, guys. And I, I, I'll keep hammering that out. But that's, that's the reality. And Matthias is so on point. Reminder, our sound box is brought to you by Weiss Johnson Heating and Air Conditioning. Until December 1st, receive a complimentary duct cleaning when you buy a new furnace. The exclusive deal allows you to not only upgrade your heating system, but also improve the air quality in your home. Visit WeissJohnson.com. Slow. Just a little slow on the draw there, Floppy. Steve. Just, just a little bit. Yeah, I had a misfire. I almost played the, the show theme again. Oh, did you? That's <laughs> yeah. It. You know what? You were uh, you've been off for a few days, so it's all good, buddy. We'll give you we'll give you some grace on that one. Final clip here. Let's go back to Chris Knobloch. Uh, talking a little bit about what Ekholm was talking about, but just 
trying to find a way to settle into your game and not panic. The effort's been great. I'm no no uh, no questions about that. Uh, but when you're frustrated, you often aren't thinking clearly with a clear mind, and often um, you forget an assignment or you work too hard. You over back check and you open up the slot. Um, those kind of things where we need to just step back and um, just make the right place. What do you think? Less is more. Less is more. Like you just, just get to the right spot and wait for the puck to come to you. And you know, I'm not coaching NHL, but I coach a lot of young kids and and it's incredible. Like I wish I would have coached before I played because you just see it time and time again. If you're just in the right place, generally speaking, the puck comes there, right? That's why people have been doing these types of systems for decades because you're in the right place and it comes to you. So understanding that and not trying to overcheck or over back check or do too much uh, man, it's just, it seems so easy when you're not the one actually participating in the game. Uh, back to the East Johnson Twitter mentions here. Uh, Darren, keeping us a little bit honest here, Struds, and, and in our defense, when there's this much going wrong, it's tough to remember to cover it all. But he throws this one out there. RNH stat line, no points, 16% face-offs, dash two, one hit, one shot. Yet I still haven't heard any concerns for his game so far tonight. Fair point. This was a 100-point player last season. A critical piece of the pa- the power play that's struggling. Uh, a critical piece of the penalty kill that is struggling and uh, not generating. I think he was, what, one in his last 13 or something? I thought I heard Jack say tonight on the broadcast. So Nugent Hopkins, add him to the list of guys. It hasn't even been close yet. There's been a lot of talk last year. There was a lot of talk about how he touches so many different parts of the game. So he's influential for sure on this group. Um, and tonight he was with Hyman and, and uh, Kane. And I, I I stated earlier in the podcast, I don't like those two guys together. I think that those two um, err to the side of offense uh, too often. So it's a lot of pressure on the center. Um, so I, I think they got to split those two guys up. Uh, but that's not an excuse for, for Nugent Hopkins. He also has to kind of get going. And, you know, I think that with with the, the slow start points-wise for Connor and a little bit less for Leon, I think he's been overshadowed a little bit by that Nuja Hopkins, right? But I think we can also look at his stat totals and think, man, he he's not on the pace that we expected either. We made a lot of noise, slash this guy made a lot <laughs> of noise about Jay Woodcroft and accountability with this group. And it's coming up on the stream quite a bit, and I think it's totally fair. When is it time for this coach to start making some of those maneuvers from an accountability standpoint, understanding he needs to come in and give players a clean slate, but how long should that last? Like, is it time for him to, I mean, do you sit Evander Kane after back-to-back bad penalties? Do you, do you, do you kind of skip over him once or twice in the rotation? Is it time to crack down on Evan Bouchard a little bit? Is it, is it okay for the new guy to start doing that already Strads? Well, you know, it, there, there are many different players that are doing different things, right? That's so how the problem, eh? It, it's, you know, oftentimes it's easy to sit someone if they're, if they're not working hard. But I think for the most part, everyone's kind of working hard, right? They're, they're, their minds are in the game. Has there been individual breakdowns? Yes. But, you know, let's look past some of these goals tonight. So, and I, I've said it before, I don't believe you sit for one mistake. If it's a repeated mistake, you sit them. But, you know, like, 
I, I guess if you want to be nitpicky, maybe the fourth goal a little bit Bouchard, but I believe there's other people that trumped him on top of that, right? So I, I put Connor Brown and Kulak in front of him on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ekholm doesn't get it out on the, uh, when he hits Hyman in the back. Uh, you know, there's you just go through the various goals. So like tonight, who on the stream or on the stream? Who would you all like to have sat for Lowat? Who is the accountable? Well, Evander Kane, Evander Kane could have after a penalty that cost his team, okay, although, but, although he had but scored. Is that a repeatable? Is that have been a repeated offense all year long? Well, not since the co- not since the new coach has been here. No. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You're just gonna, oh, tonight's the night, someone's sitting no matter what, right? Like that's that's where things get dicey, right? It's yeah. hard to say that this is the guy because of this one play. Like now, if he does it again next game, then we can have that conversation. But you know, people are just looking. Someone, there's got to be blood. There, there has been blood. Jay Woodcroft got fired. So now, unless it's something we've seen consistently in his game, I don't think that's the time for a coach to step up and make an example of a player. Some mentions on the stream here that Kane did get benched from K and from JL. Just taking a look at the shift chart here. His last shift uh, in the first period ended with 4.50 on the clock. So let me just check and see where Nugent Hopkins uh, Nugent Hopkins had a shift uh, with a minute left uh, at the 43-second mark. Let me check uh, Zach Hyman here real quick because it's a little bit different. If that line, if he cycled through the other lines, four, four and a half minutes to not get your second line left winger out there could be a message sent. I just want to make sure we get this right. Zach Hyman's shift ended at 3:33, and then he had another one at the end of the first. At the end of the first two, no, uh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong time. I just want to get this right. Yeah, so Hyman had a short shift, uh, a minute 12 actually. Hyman went on on the ice in the last minute, and then let me just check Nugent Hopkins again because I didn't have that right. Sorry, folks, if this is a little painful, but it's an important point, right? Uh, minute 12 for Ryan Nugent Hopkins as well at the end of the first period. So Evander Kane didn't go out with those two uh, at the end of the first period. And not sure who did, but looks like maybe skipped over a shift towards the end of the first period. So don't know for sure, but might have. One shift of skipping. I don't think we're... Yeah, maybe. I don't think that's a huge message you're sending. Yeah, and if if that was even the case. But a nice pickup there by a couple of guys, noticing that uh, he wasn't out on the ice uh, late. Okay, that was Takeaways, uh, brought to you by Martin Motorsports. When we come back, our new segment, blowing through the rest of the league. I don't know. Sprinkling the infield. Sprinkling the infield? <laughs> you're still, uh, still, okay. Well, we've know. got time. There's no rush. It's a podcast. Right. We have no deadlines. A very short break, and then lots more to come here on the pod. Stay with us. Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit RedefinedHealth.com. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations.
All right, plenty more to come still on the podcast. Let me try another one of these uh, filters here, Struds, just just because. Uh, emoji face. What is this one? What did it do? Oh, boy. What happened? Another it, it just That's... hides your, your bad features. That's all. Oh, wow. Does it, does it actually know what I'm doing, though? I'm not winking. Yeah. Okay, let me try and wink. Okay, I'm going to wink. Oh, it works. Yeah, it works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to smile big right now. Oh yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. Smile yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say, oh <laughs> it wasn't bad. Uh somehow we've turned into Treehouse TV, like <laughs> 15 games into the season here, whatever it is, 17 games. All right, Struds, time for our new segment. Blowing through the rest of the league. I don't it just doesn't fit. Blowing through the rest. I know it's a play on that stupid thing you said earlier, but I, I just I'm not sure it's yeah. a fit. It's true. It's true, but either way. It's brought to you by Backscape. This product is taking the online world by storm right now. It is everywhere. Get rid of unwanted back hair by yourself with Backscape, the water-resistant rechargeable shaver. Couple with a long handle lets you take care of your business on your own. Shave in any direction with no bumps or cuts. It's easy and it's awesome. Visit Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com and choose from a variety of package delivered right to your door. Good stuff. We had a little video in there today. Nice like job, that. Steve. Yeah, it's, uh, it's super convenient. I've used it. It's really cool. And uh, happy to have Backscape on board. Quick look around the National Hockey League. We're going to take two points. That's what I thought maybe two-point convo would be a yeah. good. It's not as bad. Yeah. You guys killed me last night when I suggested it. Two-point convo? Yeah, my position hasn't changed, but it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. I, th- I still think it's better than sprinkling the infield. Uh, you want to start talking a little Willie Nylander. I do. So, you know, Willie Land- uh, Nylander is is having an unreal season. He started oh. off incredibly. He had a great time out there in Sweden. Um, and I, I, let's go back to when he signed. He signed a deal that I believe was very um, team-friendly. It took a while, too, hey, that deal. They were yeah, grinding through that back in the day there. Very, very team-friendly. And then you had Austin Matthews sign, and Marners, all these guys had big deals. He is the best value contract in the NHL that is on a first an entry level contract. There, there, there's not another better one. So now he's coming up to a time where he is going to be unrestricted free agent after this year, and he's in the perfect position. The the perfect position. His buddy signed around him. Austin Matthews signed the extension. It was uh, was it was big bucks. But this guy's got you know uh, what he's got twelve goals and fifteen assists. He's one of the leaders in points this year. And he is putting himself in a great position. And I do believe that this really puts the Leafs in a difficult spot. No because, kidding. you know, can you sign? If I'm Willie Leander, when they bring a number, you say, oh, we're going to give you 10. No, 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 no. I took the deal last time. I took the 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 the, the, the team-friendly deal last time. Austin didn't. Marner didn't. Uh, Tavares didn't. So this time, I'm getting paid. So if you want it, you just got to be starting. I think it's got to be way above what he's at right now. Not double, but way above where he's at. And I can't wait to see this plays out. I could see a scenario where maybe, just maybe, Shogger, they might have to look to trade him because I don't know how you can sign this guy without <laughs> trading a Marner. Well, you're not trading Matthews. You're not trading Tavares. So maybe you got to trade him. Honestly, buddy, I, I don't know how you – if you sign them, they're, 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 they'll never have a better deal than they have right now. Yeah, and we know that the back end needs to improve. Man, can you can you imagine if they did that? I mean, I, I've been listening to the narrative over the last couple of days. I mean, there, there's actually there's conversations about, like, if you had to pick between the two, between he and Marner, who are you taking? Right? If you had to make a decision between which player to keep on your team, and they might, you know, which player are you? Now, 
to me, he was always in a different tier than those other guys. Those guys like Matthews and Marner were in one tier, and then you kind of had yeah. Nylander in that in that next mix. But he has pulled himself right up there with those guys. If it costs you Marner, I mean, and you could keep him, I've heard that conversation around Toronto. Well, I, I I don't believe that there's enough money for for all four of those big guys to be signed on the on on the Leafs. Is he I, the one you'd move? I guess is what I'm saying with the way he's playing. Well, I, it would have to be a sign and trade, right? Or a trade and sign, whatever you want to call it, right? I I just I I just can't see anything happening where how can all four stay? You're gonna have four yeah. guys making over ten million dollars. Yeah, I, I just I just don't see it making happen. And then because what's Austin? He's three point something or thirteen something. Uh, Marner's up there. You got Tavares up there, and then this guy's gonna be north thirteen of 10. two for Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. Tavares is eleven. La- next year is his last year. Uh, Mitch is ten point nine. Mitch Marner, and then Nylander's in at six point nine right now. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm Nylander, I'm like I start at where Marner is at right now. That's where my point nine. That's where it starts. That's that's my that's where I start. The conversation you know with the team and if not you walk away because you know what someone will pay him man someone will pay him to go somewhere else over on the stream mike smith who i think got into it with everybody one night suggesting leon dryside needed to be traded says trading nylander is an excellent option just like trading Drysidle. you can fill so many holes and then he winked at everybody the leafs could be a real contender if they use nylander trade to plug some holes. So he loves the chaos theory. Take those high-end superstar yeah. players and fire them out the door and, you know, rob rob Peter to pay Paul. Uh, another guy, Struds, I, I saw him at a World Junior Camp, talking about Quentin Byfield here a few yeah. years ago. He came in and, you know, you could see the raw talent, but, boy, the confidence was just – he just that player struggled so much when he was not playing confidence. All those tools, and he just – had a hard time putting it together and we're seeing finally what some patience from an organization can do. Yeah. So Quinton Byfield's a guy that I, I have watched in the world juniors too. And I liked him right away, but a big body, right. And sometimes it takes some time to figure out because when you're a big body and junior, you can toss people around and outreach them and all that. And you're a freak. But when you get to NHL, everybody's a freak there, right? And everyone can do what you've, you've done at their, at their level. So you have to figure out. And I've watched a few of their games this year and he's really, taken uh a step forward now he is playing with kempi and kopitar people think that's easy it's not easy because you're kind of like the third the third singer in a band and uh but he's got to work hard and he's finding his way and that it kind of came to my mind takes he made an incredible pass um to, to help one of his line mates score yeah but between his kind of quote-unquote arrival and then trading for uh pierre-luc dubois um they've added a Without well, the one was a trade, the other one was a draft, but you've essentially added two big rangy players to your top nine, and that makes it really hard. Now, I know they had to take a couple guys out uh, to make that trade for uh Pierre Dubois, but two big guys that can really play the game and, and, and play heavy. I think that Byfield will continue to add that to his game. So, Byfield's another guy like just we talk about these guys stepping up, and you know, Lafreniere, we talked about last night, Gustafson the other night. For teams to continue to develop, you need these guys to grow and develop within your system. And, and Byfield's done a great job. He's on pace to – he'll smash it. What do I, what do I have him down as? He has 14 points. He's going to smash whatever he had in the past. Yeah. Point production. So his – I mean, he started – he played six games the first year, um, had an assist. 40 games in 21-22. 
and had 10 points, spent a bit of time in the American League. Last season, 53 games in the NHL, had 22 points, and uh, played six playoff games as well. And then this season, three goals, 11 assists for 14 points. The thing about him is they've been waiting for him. They've actually, there's been space for him. They've tried him. Remember, he's playing in a top six role in the playoffs. They've been waiting for this player. If he would have arrived a year or so earlier, imagine the difference that the LA Kings would have had at a top six, big, rangy, powerful forward like that against the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Like the Kings are already a hell of a good team. And with this guy arriving now, it's it's even a step further in their depth. Yeah, it's it, it makes a big difference. And and the size. I, I keep going on about the size. Um, we saw it with the Vegas Golden Knights uh and their size through their their 12 forwards and they're definitely their D. Um, you know, you want to have that size to hold on to the puck and fight guys off and not to get pushed off the puck, and he he's going to have that. So now he's kind of figuring out his game and how to play at the NHL level. Just think what he looks like in a couple of years when he gets the confidence and understanding how big and strong he is and what he can do to other players when he does have that puck. Vegas, L.A., Vancouver. Like, when did the Pacific turn into this? Yeah. Well, there's supposed to be four teams in there, right? Yeah. The owners are supposed yeah. to be fighting for that. And I... I did not have Vancouver up there. I definitely had the two California teams in the Oilers. It's not smoke and mirrors, though, man. They're still like they're hanging in there. Who's that? Uh, Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, they're hanging. Well, they have three of the top leading scorers in the league on their yeah. team, and one's a D man. That yeah. guy's on fire. So he, you know, he he can't keep that up all year. That 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 point production, but he is playing really well right now, and, and his partner is helping him, obviously. All right, that was two point convo brought to you. By Backscape, that flowed pretty well, Struddy. It's not bad. It's I going. I feel up. like that flowed. Kind of like your back hair. <laughs> not anymore. Thanks yeah. to Backscape. All right, when we come back, uh, give us a little preview, Struddy. What's coming up in Struddy's world? Just a couple of words. Oh, fighting as a big man. Fighting as a big man. Struddy's yeah. world. Got to stick around for it. Very short break. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club is YEG's top destination for adult recreational sports. Offering over 20 different options, including ball hockey, indoor volleyball, pickleball, and now ice hockey. For all you fans out there looking to lace them up for the first time or get back into the game after a few years off, like Struddy. Sign up by December 13th for the winter season beginning mid-January at edmontonsportsclub.com. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. When you make a mistake, heads should roll it's not right, and I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. <laughs> uh, time for Strutty's World, brought to you by Pathfind. If you're a business leader, when it's time to make tough cuts, remember the power of a well-executed strategy. Include Pathfind outplacement services for your transitioning employees, and you'll be ensuring a smooth transition for your valued team members. Visit www.pathfind.ca to discover 
how they can assist you. Stratty, what do you got today, bud? You know, when it comes to playing NHL, there's a few things I know about, and, and then fighting, fighting is one of them. And, you know, I've watched Vinny now fight quite a few times, and I, I would like to talk to him, if I could, about what to do when you're fighting when you're a big guy. When you're a big guy and you're fighting, almost everyone is the same size or a little bit smaller than you. They want to bring you in tight. So they're trying to pull you in tight so it reduces your advantage of your reach. And this took me a while to figure out, and I took a lot of beatings when I did this. So if you watch Vinny fight, especially tonight, go back and watch the fight tonight, what he does is a lot of times he'll get a, a short grab on the guy and his elbows are bent, and then he allows the other guy to pull him in, and actually Vinny brings his head down, and he gets down lower right towards where the guy's at. And the guy's able to reach him because he's, he's allowing himself to be pulled first in and then his head down, and so he's placing it right where the guy's hitting him. What you need to do instead is as a fighter, a tall, a taller guy, especially when you find a shorter guy, you have to push your arm out as far as you can and grab either one, one or the other shoulders and just push and hold them out. And if he tries to punch you, instead of putting your head down and closer to him, turn your head away and just continue to, to, to battle to get that grip you want. Then once you get the grip you want, now you engage because the whole time your head's turned, he's not reaching you with the fight, the, the, the fist, that's for sure. And if he is, they're just hitting the back of your head or your neck, which is nothing. So now you've got him, what I'd call you string him out and push him out. And then you've got the ability to just, just fly and fly those punches in as you're going. But go back and watch that fight tonight, Shogger and all my friends listening. He comes in and he comes down. And then the shorter, much shorter man is able to, to connect and tee off on him. Instead of getting pulled in, you push out. And then with one hand, you push out even further, keep your head back. And now you're really raining down the blows from upon high. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really interesting strategy from a guy who who is similar in size and has had to do it in, in yourself. How would you describe Vinny as a fighter? And he's showing that he's willing. And I am not going to criticize him in any way, shape, yeah. or form. But how would you describe him uh, as a fighter in the league? I think he's very inexperienced uh, in his yeah. fighting. And I, I, I'll like when I was. 20, 21, 22, I was doing the same thing. I was pulling guys in. It feels safe. Come in there and give the old, this old bear a hug. You know, like it's, it's the exact opposite of what you want to do. And then as I got older and I started got uncomfortable, you started realizing that the more distance you have between you and the other fighter, it actually benefits you. Um, unless you're finding a bigger guy, then you got to bring him in. Um, but that it's, it's really hard to do. And it takes, you know, this isn't something you just change in one fight because it happens so fast. It's just happening. Next thing you know, this guy's gloves are off and you're all scrapping. It takes time to kind of find that groove of, of feeling comfortable and pushing guys back and making it happen. So, um, you know, who, who works on it with him? There's really no one on the team that could really experience or has the experience of doing what he's going through. Um, you know, Louis DeBrusque was a, would be a pretty good guy, but Louis liked to pull guys in a bit too because he was so strong. Powerful, uh, yeah. Vinny's yeah. like, uh, you don't sense Vinny's throwing guys around necessarily, right? He's the seaweed man, right? He's... Uh, yeah. But that's, that's what you do. Like, I went through the same thing. You're kind of clutching and grabbing. You're not really doing anything. But really, essentially, you know, in a nutshell, you just set yourself up and get yourself set up first while the little the, the little guy is kind of hitting you. And he's really not hitting you. He might be hitting your shoulders yeah. or your neck or whatever. Gadjevic's decent scrapper, though, eh? Who's that? Gadjevic, the guy he fought yeah, tonight? Yeah, he, he did really well. He did yeah, really well. It was well. a good fight. Like, long, drawn out. But it was it was good because Vinny was he kind of allowed himself to get within striking distance of of his of his punches his opponent's punches. So I would have, you know, and so again, I the only reason like I I'm not criticizing 
I've just been through it. And it took me probably three for full, three or four full years of fighting to figure it out. Gajvik was looking for it from Evander Kane, that shift. He went looking for Evander Kane, that shift. And then he went in front of the Oiler net and made something happen with Dayarnay. We criticized Dayarnay for his timing the other night. This uh, much different. Uh, Florida had just crawled their way back into the game struds. But fair to say, although it happened in the flow of play, and there was clear frustration there, but timing still matters. Much better timing from the big man. Really smart. Now, he really didn't have a choice. Um, but for the flip side, like I didn't like the timing for Florida. Like that's poor game management. But you know, how many shifts are you getting? So you can't, it's not like you can say, well, I'll do it three shifts from now. Three shifts from now might be, you know, you might be taking that lap uh, after the game. So um, it, it is tough. And again, I, 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 I never criticize anyone that fights. You just try to help and just say, hey, this is what I'm seeing. I remember there's a guy named Travis Moe, and he played with me in Chicago, and he went on to Winston Stanley, uh, Stanley Cup yes. of Anaheim. You know, he was very young and very energetic and enthusiastic with his fighting. You just said, okay, let's just, just look at this, think about this, be a little more strategic rather than come out and just trying to you know, punch everybody's heads off. Yeah. That was Struddy's World, brought to you by our good friends over at Pathfind. Okay, you've been waiting patiently on the stream, so let's get to Ask Us Anything. Brought to you by the Shark of the Park, Rini Buclan of Maxwell Devonshire Realty. Home is a feeling, right? And one of the biggest investments you will ever make. Rini takes on just a select number of clients to give them a more personalized service. So see why she was rated the number one individual agent this past year with her skilled negotiation and five-star client satisfaction serving Sherwood Park, Edmonton, and surrounding area. Call Rini, the shark of the park, 780-994-0280. Somebody chimed in here, Steve, saying that on another post-game show, there was a bunch of chatter about McDavid being a cancer in the room. That's how off the mark it's Whoa. gotten with some other shows not got your back right our listeners our viewers they, they stay a little more focused and on point than that steve but what are they saying tonight okay yeah lots of lots of fun stuff on the screen some uh, stream some comments about our newest sponsor back oh yeah back nice uh two bar 24 said how about they back skate once in a while <laughs> Oh, that's good. Oh, geez. There you go. Hey, a little play on words. Yeah. Yeah. Loach, uh, Loach1717 said that man in the ad there looked burly. I wonder if he can play D. Yeah, he was thick. He was a big guy there. Yeah, for sure. I didn't want to do the ad, but I, I said, I'll do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Why are you guys um, laughing? That's no, sorry. Yeah. You have love handles, don't you? You have love handles yet? You do, don't you, Stratty? Yeah, I've got love handles. You yet. have love handles? I'm almost 50, man. Yeah, that makes me feel better. That's yeah. good. I've had love handles since I was 25. <laughs> Roger asks uh, Struddy, what's the official coaching advice for a D-man on a two-on-one? Is there any situation where the D-man should lay down like Nurse did? I, I don't like it. I don't like it when they lay down. Um, you know, every every two-on-one plays differently. Like, so, you know, like Miko Makla's coming down the left side. He's a left shot. So he's not, I mean, that shot from out there isn't that dangerous. If he's a righty coming down, uh, it's a little bit different because it sticks on the inside, so the angle is different. Um, who's who's um, like who's the guy he's coming with on the other side? Is that guy a threat? So let's say it's Ovechkin going down the ice with Jason Strudwick. Well, go at Ovechkin because you want him to pass it to Jason Strudwick. I'll, I'll take the chances with my goalie stopping on Jason Strudwick, but you don't do that if Jason Strudwick has the puck. You don't go at him knowing he's going to throw the puck over to Ovechkin. So every situation is so different. It's hard for me to just say this is a one size fits all. 
But I don't like when players go down because once you lose that, you lack your ability of movement and players will skate around you. They're too skilled. I'm just going to chill here for a bit. I'm just going to lay low. So, Steve, yeah, you just out. blast him at Struggy and you guys just rapid fire. Bang him out, baby. I'm just going right. to sit back and relax. <laughs> Zoe R says, uh, do the Oilers employ a sports psychologist? We keep using the team mental mistakes. Have they tried working with some new specializes in mental health? How much uh, do you yeah. know about that, Struddy? Well, when I played in the Oilers uh, many years ago, we had a mental, we had a sports psychologist then. So, I mean, I, I, you know, we had one 15 years ago. So I'm assuming they have access to one now. But, you know, mental mistakes, it's different than saying, you know, mental toughness or, 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 you know, that you need to work through, you know, with something and then get techniques to kind of get over a bad play or a really good play or whatever, a slump. Um, you know, mental mistakes I, I, I'm talking about, they're not physical ones. It's where you maybe don't focus for a couple seconds or you lose track of, of what you need to do. So I don't think it's exactly the same as what when you talk sports psychologists and we use the term mental mistakes. And I'll just remind you at the start of the season, the Oilers had, and I, I can't quite recall his name, but they did have that renowned sports. I don't know if he's a psychologist, the one that worked with Kobe Bryant way back in the day. If you recall, I, I did some reporting. I tweeted that they had him around training camp for a number of days there. So they did do a little bit of that uh, in the early days. All right. Uh, Kiwadi says, I like to Picard's re rebound control tonight. Just needed a save on that second goal, but not his fault at all. Um, our D yeah. zone coverage is atrocious. But yeah. Yep, I talked well about Pickard's game, but yeah. Good game by him. Um, Bob's your uncle says, Oilers are displaying a habit of doing what was missing. Scoring first, and then they are being red. The opposition re reacts, and we keep snow plowing. Well, I mean, you get a two-goal lead. That's a pretty good start, right? And in, in a, in a team that's played really well. Um, they're missing their top center, you know, arguably they're one of their top two or three players. That's, that's a pretty good place to be. And then, uh, you know, they allow them back in the game and then, you know, not to be able to just weather the storm. Like, you know, you get, let's say it's two, one, and you say, guys, we don't need to score the next rest of this period. Let's just weather the storm, get out of this period ahead. And then we'll just kind of talk about what's going on after. So, you know, it's game management. I don't, I don't really know how else to phrase it. Um, it's understanding the moment and not having to win you know, the Stanley Cup in the second period of game in Florida in November. <laughs> Calvin Bess says, uh, Struts, have you ever been on a team with as low confidence as the Oilers right now? Take us into the dressing room. What's needed in the dressing room to work uh, through this? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, when you play, in a, it's different though. Like I played on some bad teams. So you just beat, you're just dogs. And you look at the board and look at your team like, oh, we're not very good. And you look at the other team and like, yeah, this is, they could win the Stanley Cup. But this team has skill. This team has experience. This team has the knowledge of how to play well and to, you know, to, 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 to weather these storms and to, to dig out of this. But their inability to do so is, is just incredible. Um, and it's got to be – and I'm not saying incredible, like brutal, but just it, it's just it is really an incredible thing that no one seems to be able to figure out or to manage. Steve, you've probably seen it on the stream tonight quite a bit too, and, and honestly a lot this season. Struds, the idea that the Oilers need to – in some way, focus a little bit more on the future because the season is going the way that it's going. I don't believe that it's that time, and I don't think that's where the organization is at at all. But, you know, uh, what kind of changes do you think there could be if this doesn't swing back in the right direction and it's clearly going to be a death march to a missed playoff? Like, how does that change your, your big-picture strategy? Well, it's funny. I was actually looking at Cat Friendly today and seeing what would be out there for moves. Yeah. You know what they can do and 
there's not that many that would be available. You know, there's some low-hanging fruit. You know, the Warren Fogel, maybe move him out. I, I I think he's playing well, but you probably can't sign him because um, you got to find a goalie. And then you probably have to buy out Campbell in this offseason, I'm guessing. would probably be what would be. Um, you know, Connor Brown, if he plays better, um, would that be a player you trade? Let's say, let's say Connor at the trade deadline has 12 goals. Is that a guy who can move out and gets get something back? Um, yeah, I don't know how that would work with the bonus. Do you know Shogger? If you trade him, wow. does the bonus still is a whole bonus on your on your your team next year? How would that work? No, I think the bonus. Oh, that's a good question. Actually, we need Gregor. Gregor's always got that stuff on lock, or or Hart Levine over at Cap Friendly. I think it. Uh, I think it goes with the player. I would think. Well, the whole amount can't go with the player. You think that'd be maybe? Ah, maybe I don't know. I bet because he doesn't have a contract for next year. Like who's trading for him? Well, I'm saying he's if he gets going, if he gets going, right? If yeah. he gets going, and he and the orders, let's say the orders keep two million of it or whatever, right? Like, are they really not keeping two million? It'll only be really seven fifty. See, that's the promise. So they're keeping seven fifty. Or the, like he's such a cheap player. But what happens to the the signing bonus? Do they did somebody prorate it for next year? Connor Browns, you mean? Whoa, big sneeze, buddy. Yeah, big Connor sneeze. Brown. Well, he's got the bonuses. He's got three and change for bonuses. I know, but what happens about ten? If yeah. they trade him at let's say he goes and gets 15 goals between now and the trade deadline, and the owners are in the playoffs. If they trade him, I know what happens to the 750 he has. Yeah. That's prorated. But what happens to that that bonus? Because yeah. he could be a really valuable piece. Like if he really gets on a heater and they don't have to pay for any of that bonus, that could be a really valuable piece to trade. Yeah. You know what? Really but good point. You know, I'll I'm gonna text uh, I'm gonna text Hart and uh and get a little bit of clarification on that because I don't want to get it wrong right now. I think I, I think yeah. I know. But I don't necessarily yeah. uh, want to get that wrong. Steve, let's do a couple more. We'll wrap it up. Mike Smith has a suggestion for a new uh, segment on the podcast. He says, uh, Ryan on Ryan, where Rashog just takes McLeod to the woodshed after every game. <laughs> okay. uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I, and I got to pick my spots. Uh, the issue is, if you're not scoring, what are you doing? That's That's the issue I have. Yeah, fair point. Right. What are you doing to try and get yourself back on the right side of it? And uh, he's a player that doesn't have a lot of other tools to get himself back on the right side of it when the offense isn't coming. So now you got me going again. I was going <laughs> to limit myself tonight and then you guys go and you piss me off and then it just all goes sideways again. Um, Ontario uh, asks, uh, Struds, do you have, uh, have you uh, been trained for fighting before? Um, George Larocque does training in Montreal for fighting. It was when we were talking about uh, oh, fighters. coaching kids. Yeah, just coaching yeah, no, coaching really. NHL players how to fight. Yeah, no, no one's ever asked. I I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I mean, you can teach and you can do it, but you, to be honest, to get better at it, you have to do it. That's the only way. I, I don't. I don't know. That's the only way I see him getting better. There's a filter here called Lightning. I could try it. You try the lightning filter here. What did that do? Oh yeah, really? lightning oh, yeah. on your face. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of kind underwhelming. Of, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if this was really not a fan. Like a real time waster. But well, well what do you want to do, Struds? Talk more about the team, the way that it's gone. Well, I think get we get the gem of the day. Yeah, wrap it up. Good. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That was Ask Us Anything, brought to you by Rini Buclan. Time for gem of the day. 
Brought to you by United Sport and Cycle. Until November 27th, shop their Black Friday sales for amazing deals on hockey gear, sticks, skates, bikes, accessories, and more. Check them out online at unitedsport.ca. I guess my lightning filter isn't the gem of the day. Struds? Yeah, that's, well, no, that's a low. I'm going to go with our, our friend, um, what's his name now? Ekholm. And, and you've got the quote there that I love that he says about weathering the storm. Weathering the storm. All right, we'll hear it. Matthias Ekholm, our gem of the day. It's a longer clip, but here we go. Yeah, I mean, obviously we have a new coach as well, right? And he wants to implement what, what he believes in, and, and we're trying to adjust and not to, to put that as an excuse, but I think it's a working progress and it's something that when it is a working progress, maybe, especially when you're saying we, we've had some good starts, we've gotten up, maybe it's time for them to go through five guys. Maybe we can area, err on the uh, on the air of caution, right? And, and, and not try to score that third one just right there and just let it go five, let it go 10 minutes without them getting anything, have to go through five guys of us. Obviously they can score anyways, but right now I feel like we maybe give their give goals up a little bit too easy and they don't really have to fight and crawl back in a game it's kind of just come right back to two two right so that's on us that's something we need to be better at and then a long clip but uh i'm love making it. a real good point who is matthias echo in their struts i love it i absolutely love it he nailed it he he is he is must listen pre and post game he is good he's become a, he's become a real go-to guy um for the media all right, that's going to wrap up the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a one-time only thing. This is, you're bad. Save, save your filters for, like, Drager and Ferraros. And, this, is, uh, this is simple humor. LeBron. This is, this is simple we stuff. We, we're tired of it. We're tired of it here. It's a Go one crazy somewhere else. It's a one podcast thing. It's new technology. Play around a little bit. Uh, that'll wrap the podcast, folks. Thanks so much for your uh, downloads and your subscriptions, and thanks for your contributions on the stream. We appreciate it. And a big thanks also to our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. More podcasts coming up in the days ahead. So like and subscribe and follow us on your socials. Strutty, I'm going to send you that, uh, that program so you can do the same thing. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> Night, everybody.